0: morning church, how are you today? Would you stand up with us this morning, wave at somebody across the room? Let them know you're glad they're here today. Isn't it good to be in church, amen? Did you come expecting this morning? on your love. morning, would you wave with someone across the room, tell them Jesus loves you and so do I, isn't it good to be in church, Father we thank you for this day, for this time to come together to worship you, that where we are you are there in our midst, Father have your way in this place today, we come expecting Lord, this is your house, this is a house of prayer, come and fill this place this morning God. with me this morning. shall be able to separate us. Aren't you glad? He is good. Amen. out. You are my King. Jesus, you you are my king Jesus you are my king again Jesus you are my king Jesus you you are my king Jesus you place, Lord, and we're just so grateful for who you are, what you've done in our lives. You and you alone. Holy, holy, holy is the Lord God Almighty. Father, we give you all of the praise. We're here this morning with open hearts, with grateful hearts. How could we not but praise you? How could we not but shout the praises of your name? That all the angels sing, Holy, holy, holy is the Lord God Almighty. So how could we not but praise? for you are one that was perfect that could lay down his life for us so how could we not but praise how could we not but worship how could we not but take you at your word God That it says when we come to this place we lift up holy hands and we bless the Lord so Lord we're here to bless you this morning because of every single thing you've done for us how could we not but praise how could we not but worship how could we not but lift our hands and say we love you Lord for you are holy Holy, holy, holy. Holy is the Lord God Almighty. Praise you, Father. Praise you, Father. Come on, whatever you're going through right now, his name is greater. His name is higher. Praise you, Lord. perfect sacrifice that brought us into the family and made a way for every single thing we could ever need for healing for restoration for provision God you are greater Worthy is the Lamb, sing worthy, worthy is the Lamb, worthy is the Lamb, amen. Praise you, Lord, isn't he good? Praise you, praise you, praise you, Heavenly Father. Come on, would you give the Lord a shout in the building this morning, isn't he good? Hallelujah. Praise you, praise you, praise you, Heavenly Father. He is good. He is good. I don't know about you, but I'm blessed already. (laughs) Would you guys make sure to go shake hands with somebody? Bless someone else this morning. Let them know you're glad they are here. Praise you, Lord. you're shaking hands this morning we can go ahead and dismiss the kids if they haven't already left i see a gaggle of them over here they can take off and go to kids kids church aren't you glad you have a place to take your kids where they get fed the word isn't that good mama pacheco with a loud amen on this side you raise them up right amen We are glad that you are here today, if I haven't said that enough. Uh, We're glad that you're here with us in the building, also watching online. Uh, If you are here for the first time or you have a prayer request or anything like that, there are little cards in the seat backs there in front of you. They're called Connect Cards. You can put your information down there. Let us know how we can help you, but we'd love to be in touch with you as well. So make sure you can do that. You can just drop it in the offering buckets as they come along. What else do we have going on this morning? On August 13th, we have our indoor church picnic. How many know it's hot outside this week? It has been hot, so I'm grateful that we have a facility that we can have an indoor picnic. Uh, We're going to be doing that together as a family on August 13th. The men's ministry is going to be handling the hot dogs and doing all the grilling. Uh, What we're asking people is to bring a tasty side. Make sure it's tasty, and if you need to know ahead of time, just bring me a sample, and I'll let you know. Bring a tasty side or dessert to share uh, for the rest of the church family. That'll be immediately after the morning service here on August 13th. Let's see, also wanted to make you aware, our youth group is going to Wild Rivers on August 7th. That's a Monday. We're buying our tickets online. If you need a ride or need any help, youth and young adults, you're welcome to join us. That'll be Monday, August 7th, and you'll be getting an email about it this week as well. Cool? Good? Good? If you have a young person in your life that you, is, that you want to be part of our youth and young adults group, just let me know. Get me an email address. I can send stuff to you, but make sure you reach out and be part of that uh, group so we can get you the information that is needed. Uh, how many of you all know that Pastor Mike and Miss Beth are on vacation today? I did check your attendance at the door, so you are good to go. I see you. Uh, they will be happy to know that you are here. Uh, but how many of you know that when Pastor Mike goes out of town, he doesn't leave you uh, without somebody to come bless your socks off? Look, there's already fist pumping back here, Keith. You see him? People are already fist pumping because they know. Uh, we have Brother Keith Hershey with us this morning. Would you give him a warm welcome? <laughs> Keith has been been with us years and years and years, and, ha- and he has such a heart for the things of God, and we're going to invite him to come share with you a little bit this morning to get you caught up on all the things that they have been doing uh, around the world. So would you welcome Brother Keith Hershey?
1: <laughs> Praise the Lord.
2: Bless you. great to see you. Hello, saints. Praise the Lord. What a treat to be in Orange County once again. I always say that when I come to be with you all, I feel like I've gone to paradise. Hallelujah. So so beautiful, so wonderful, and I enjoy your weather so much more than most places uh, I'm uh, privileged to share. But anyway, God loves you completely. And I think we uh, rehearse those truths in the songs we sang this morning. And to recognize we serve a holy God, and yet think about it, He resides in us, Christ in us. It's a most astonishing thought, but it's the news we have to announce. I think sometimes because our world's so upside down crazy, uh, you know, everybody's trying to Fix everything and debate everybody about w- whatever worldview they have about whatever subject it is. But for for kingdom people, you and I, you know, we we have a king. We we're in a kingdom, and so our worldview should be uh, referenced in the King of Kings. And uh, you know what I what I like about the assignment we have in this earth is just to announce the news. I, I think it's a thrill to announce the news of your reconciliation to the Father and to be in the Father's family in Christ Jesus. It's a beautiful announcement and of course, faith can rise in the hearts of people and people can be transformed. Your pastors uh, invited me to share just a few minutes about our mission work for many, many, many years now. I've been privileged to be here with you all when uh, Pastor Mike and his family are on vacation. And so it's a joy again this year to, uh, to see many of you that I know and new friends as well. But uh, what, what a privilege this church is. And even driving up today, I just, I just my heart gets happy just seeing the campus. It's, it's just so beautiful. I've always loved the architecture, the design, the beauty of it up on the hill. Every, everything about it is just magnificent. But I think about the way your love is expressed, not only in this community, in this region, but all over the world. And you've been so kind to Heidi and I and the teams of Mutual Faith Ministries this next year. In 2024 will be the 40th anniversary of Mutual Faith, and I think it's kind of crazy. It's a weird thought for me because I was just such a young kid, you know, getting going. Heidi and I met in Bible school, the same Bible school. Your pastors met it in uh, in Oklahoma, Rama uh, and uh, I remember when I was there, I wasn't very rich. Heidi never married me for my money, you know. I was I was broke. I, I was making five hundred dollars a month, and uh, And I remember the importance of tithing. And, of course, I was learning a lot of things about who I was in Christ and how to live this life. And, you know, they taught me about tithing. And I thought, okay, well, uh, then, you know, I I heard different things about giving. And you could be blessed in your giving. And there could be uh, open doors and open windows of heaven and these kind of things. And through my early years of life, I always had my giving calculated based on the fine uh, uh, financial, uh, you know, decree of a tithe. And I was always concerned if I had it enough, you know, because the Bible talked about tithing of all your increase. And the Bible would say things like, if you don't tithe, you're cursed with a curse. And that always scared the daylights out of me, to be honest with you. And uh, I I, I didn't, I I was never comfortable, but I, I tried to live a tithe life. So on my $500 $500 a month, I was going to Grace Fellowship at the time. Bob Yandian was the pastor. I would give, uh, you know, $10 a week on Sunday and, and $2 a week on Wednesday, trying to get a tie in. And then when they had a special guest or whatever, I'd give another buck or two or three, just trying to survive. But I was always afraid, really. My giving had no joy attached to it. And then I learned later that there's, there's, there's blessing in your giving and there's hundredfold return. And then I would meet people who would give and they would calculate their return. They kept kind of a running account of the return. So some people gave motivated on fear. Some people gave motivated on blessing. And and I guess both of those are fine. However, what happened in my life many, many years ago is just the joy of giving as I purpose in my heart. And that's what I think a new covenant Christian should do. Jesus redeemed you from all curses. Aren't you glad for that? i said jesus redeemed you from all curses he became a curse for you that the blessing promised to abraham rest upon you and so uh, i i was thinking uh, just a few weeks ago i was reading in the book of acts in fact it's in acts 20 when uh, paul is with the uh leaders of ephesus and he's giving him a farewell speech and in this farewell speech uh It's his last words. They know they're not going to see his face anymore. You know, have you ever thought about what your last words will be to your spouse or to your kids or to your grandkids? Have you ever thought? You know, the Bible is full of stories of the patriarchs, their last words and their blessings and their proclamations over people. Paul is giving last words to people he'll never see again. And so he talks about redemption. He talks about the blood of Jesus. He talks about, in this passage in Acts 20, you can read it, he talk, talks about being faithful to preach the gospel of grace, the unmerited favor of the Father. But then he concludes, he wraps up all his speech in a phrase. He says, And now remember the words of our Lord Jesus, how he said, It's more blessed to give than to receive. This is the way I like to live my life in terms of giving, remembering the words of the Lord Jesus, how he said it's more blessed to give than to receive. I learned that my capacity to give doing the work of mutual faith around the world is only attached to the revelation of me receiving The love of the Father. And that's why I like the lyrics of your songs today. So much of it was attached to the beauty of the revelation that God loves you and he loves you completely. It's a powerful thing. But the more we receive the abundance of grace, the more we receive the revelation of our righteousness in Christ Jesus. We reign in life and we're equipped to be givers. Your church gives Not only locally and for the ministry and for the needs of preaching the gospel and providing a place, a space for the word to anchor in the lives of people in the television ministry and all the different things Pastor Mike and the team does, but around the world, you all have blessed us time and time again in big time ways around the world. And every time I come here and preach, you all are so generous and kind. So I just want to say thank you to all of you planted in the local church. Thank you to all of you online who give faithfully who have repetitive giving to the local church. Heidi and I, we're still tithers, but I don't give out of fear. And I really don't give out of blessing, I give out of the joy of Jesus, where I know the Lord Jesus said it's more blessed for me in my life when I give than even when I receive. And so we're still giving, we're enjoying giving, it's not that we have a lot of money to give, but we give. And we find our life blessed abundantly. I have a little mission video I want to show you real quick. It's about a minute and a half long. And uh, it'll show you what you've been doing since I last saw you. I, was, I missed last year being with you. Uh, but the year before when I was here, so about two years ago. And so much has happened. I want to tell you what your giving is ab- about. And why I'm so grateful you're a tither and you're a giver uh, in your local church. Let's watch this quick video. impart to people spiritual gifts this is the assignment of mutual faith ministries this is what we do every year it takes courage to carry the gospel message Christ in you to the nations our world is in such distress, corruption war, chaos, confusion weakness and fear but the hope for the world is found in the reality Christ in you This is our message. This is the gospel for everyone, everywhere. The mutual faith teams and campuses have the courage to carry this good news and make a difference for thousands of people. In our life centers, refugees are being fed and becoming disciples of Jesus. Children are being educated. And youth are experiencing the love of God. In our mission centers, hundreds hear the gospel and our conferences establish believers in the faith in our life home orphanage children are rescued and restored and these super kids are educated and experience the love of god in our life leadership bible institutes new leaders are being trained and believers are being established in christ in our life unlimited schools disadvantaged kids are educated and receive the gospel in our church plants in remote villages new pastors are established and villagers receive food and clothing in our retreat centers pastors and leaders are refreshed in the love of god thank you for joining your faith with us in our missions ministry partnership we will continue to have the courage to carry the message christ in you to the world Hallelujah. So it's more blessed to give than to receive. And, uh, of course, you all are part of all those life-giving expressions just because you give to your local church. So thank you so much for that. I want to say, uh, just highlight a couple of new things. You know, uh, when you have a heart to carry an assignment, it's a little scary. You know, because you're announcing things in faith, and then you got to back it up, and that's the bummer at times. Backing things up, you know, and this is where it takes the grace of God, it takes the love of God, it takes the 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 faith of God, it takes the strength of God, and the provision of the Lord. And He's always He's always given Heidi and I full supply And all these things. You think about all these campuses that we've built and established the teams, and you'd think you'd find a pause in some of the needs at times, but it never it never ends. You know, the day before yesterday, I got word. We just hosted our first ladies' conference in the Philippines, 120-some people. Uh, Beautiful. They sent me pictures and everything on our new, uh, the retreat at Victory Lane that we built right on our campus there. And uh, uh, that was completed actually in December of this last year. So this was kind of the first launching retreat there and everything. But what happened was... (laughs) All the electricity needs and, you know, Philippines can be very hot. It's not like the beautiful area of Lake Forest, you know, where, where you're at. It's, I mean, it can be absolutely horrendous. And so all the power blew, the transformers, everything. So they sent me this uh, need, you know. So now I've, I've this week, got to fix, you know, all the electrical and get bigger transformers and more power just to run the campus there now. But it's a beautiful problem because so many people are being blessed and helped. I just want you to know that uh, when, you, when you give to the Lord, it, 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 it meets practical needs as well as spiritual needs, and it's all very important. Also, I want to let you know very briefly about our newest campus, which is in Amman, Jordan. I was just there preaching Uh, In March, when I was in uh, Beirut, Lebanon, at our Middle East Life Center, and we just opened the Life Center in Amman. You know, it's interesting how things work in life. Many years ago, I met this Jordanian brother, and he always had a heart for what we do, of uh, giving life away. And I motivated his life a little bit, and he went into the ministry and did some wonderful things. And then years ago, maybe over a decade ago, I flew him from Amman, Jordan, to Beirut, Lebanon, to see our center to see our campus, to experience Kingdom Fiesta. His heart was so transformed, he got vision just by hanging out with me in the Middle East team there in Beirut, and he's always wanted a Life Center. So this March, while I was there in uh, Beirut, I agreed to have Life Center uh, and it's so beautiful, so many of these beautiful people in the kingdom of Amman, in a Muslim country people are receiving the gospel, hearing the news announced and their lives being transformed in powerful ways It it all happens just because people remember the words of the Lord Jesus it's more blessed to give than to receive, so let that mark your heart as Paul's final words to the leaders of Ephesus Let it be words that motivate you and yours in these coming days and months. My brother, let me turn the service back to you. Praise the Lord.
0: Well, family, just know that this morning when we take up our tithes and offerings, if you want to give towards Keith and what they're doing around the world, you're giving into good soil, you're giving into the purposes of God that is making an impact for the gospel around the world. So you can go ahead. Uh, you have these gentlemen here that can serve you if you need to offer them they're there in the seat back in front of you as well. If you wanted to go to Keith this morning, you can just mark guest minister, mark Keith Hershey, mark anything just uh, separate, and we'll be able to get that to go uh, for him as well. Aren't you glad that there's men like Keith and his family that are carrying the gospel around the world. Aren't you glad? <laughs> Let's go ahead and pray over the offering this morning. Father, we thank you for the opportunity to give. How could we not but worship you with our words, with our actions, with our tithe, with our money, God, because everything that we have that is good comes from you. So we choose simply to give it back. Take it, God, multiply it and use it to accomplish your plans and purposes. We thank you that as we give towards different ministries and we give towards Brother Keith that you bless them, that you continue to strengthen them, give them courage, give them peace, give them wisdom to carry your word, your plans, your purposes throughout this entire earth so that all men would have the chance to know who you are and the love that you give to each one of us. God, would give you all the glory and all the praise. In Jesus' name, amen. Family, after you've had the chance to give, would you stand and worship with us again this morning? Let me be filled with kindness and compassion for the one The one for whom you loved and gave your son for humanity increase my love and help me to love with open arms like you do a love that erases all children So let all my life tell of who you are And the wonder of your never-ending love Oh, let all my life tell of who you are That you're wonderful and such a good father So let all my life take.
2: the Lord in God good. Go ahead and be seated. The Lord is ever faithful. He really, really is. I'm so excited about sharing today. I uh, really have something in my heart to really bless you and refresh you. The revelation of Jesus, the revelation of Christ in you is so astonishing. And you know, this is uh, where we have to just be comfortable with the greater one. Because like I said earlier, the world is uh, filled with headache and heartache and pain. And the mindsets of men are like uh, foreign to, to, to the life of the Lamb of God. And so we, we're, we're, we're kind of settled in the system and we think, my goodness, we're trapped here in the midst of people that uh, think so contrary to the, 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 father's, the father's kingdom. And uh, so what I'd like to do is give you a picture today, kind of a portrait. A revelation of who you are. I want to talk to you about the courage to carry. The courage to carry Christ in you. You know, it takes a lot of courage today to be a believer. It takes courage to uh, be in the public square and the public environment because there's a lot of pushback on a Christian worldview, so to speak. And it takes courage. It takes courage to be a follower of Jesus. And, uh, you know, one, one scripture that always astonished me in the Bible, it, it says that the whole world lies under the sway of the wicked one. But I think it's always been like that since the fall of Adam. The whole world has been under trap by the, the world system, and, and, and the wicked one has, has an influence that seems to be dominant. But for the believer, we can live exempt. From all these pressures and pains with the revelation of Christ in us. Let me explain uh, what I'm trying to say by telling you a story, a Bible story. This is the story of Miss Mary. Remember in Luke's Gospel, chapter 1, this story is recorded in verses 26 through 38. I'm just going to tell the story for the sake of time. But you can read it in your own Bible and get the clarity of it. But you remember the story how Miss Mary is a young teenage girl, most probably, minding her own business going through the routine of life. Do any of you have like routines? I I do, me and Heidi, we we have simple routines when, when I'm home, when I'm traveling. Of course, things change and different, but just the simplicity, the routine of life and the humdrum sometimes of life and going to work and cleaning the house and doing whatever needs to be done, just the routine of life. But suddenly, Miss Mary in the routine of life was interrupted and she was interrupted by Gabriel. Who was sent from God. So here comes Gabriel into her environment and greets her and says, Mary, you're highly favored. The Lord is with you. Now, this should be so comforting, but she was astonished. She was taken back by such a greeting and such news, such a salutation. You know, good news is hard to swallow. Good news is really hard to believe. That's why announcing the beauty of our reconciliation in Christ, some people just don't think it can be that really good. So Mary was taken back with this kind of greeting, and, and, uh, and, and then Gabriel gave her an assignment in the humdrum of her day. You're going to conceive Christ. You're going to conceive the Savior of the world. It's going to be Christ in you. To me, Mary is kind of a, a portrait. She's a picture of the new covenant Christian. She gets an assignment to carry Christ. And uh, she's astonished. She, she's taken back. So she tries to calculate inner human thinking like I would do. Like, how can this be? It's like every time I get a mission assignment and I get excited about the moment the Spirit of God moves me and I jump into it, then I think about it. think, my goodness, how in the world are we going to do this? You know, kind of thing. How can this be? And you think in natural ways. She says, I, I, I've not yet known a man. I'm a virgin girl. I've not had intimacy with a man. I've not, how, how, can I, how can I carry Christ? And Gabriel said to her, the Holy Spirit is gonna rest upon you and overshadow you and you're gonna conceive. So she has this conversation with Gabriel in the middle of the routine day and she chooses to agree with it. You know, sometimes faith is simply agreeing with the beauty of what's proclaimed. She said, be it unto me according to the word. Remember that phrase? Huh? And then it said, Gabriel departed. Now she's all alone. She doesn't look any different. She doesn't feel any different. But she agreed to an assignment to carry Christ. Sometimes in life, if you don't really have the revelation, that greater is he who's in you than he who's in the world. You can live like you're losing and so Mary had to do something. It said immediately she made haste and went to see her cousin Elizabeth. Remember Elizabeth at that time was great with child, carrying John the Baptist, Jesus' really cousin, who was going to be the forerunner and proclaim the way of the Lord, that the Messiah has come. And as soon Luke's, Account records, as soon as Mary gets into Elizabeth's presence, Elizabeth discerns she's carrying something. She's carrying something. And Elizabeth prophesies over Mary. And after Mary hears the prophecy about what she's carrying, Mary gets happy. She sings. She says, my soul does magnify the Lord. My spirit rejoices in God, my Savior, for he has done great things. Holy, holy is his name. Here's what I think is so exciting and so thrilling about Mary. Mary had the courage to carry Christ in you. And the reason she could go the distance is because she had an Elizabeth in her life. What I mean by that, she got into an environment of somebody who could see what she was carrying and speak over it and speak over her. Do you know, uh, I'm sure in your life you've had different dreams, different assignments, whether it's to go to university to train for a certain career, to start a business, you know, whatever. I remember through the years of ministry, the beautiful people who've come alongside me in the process of mutual faith ministries when uh, I was called to start Mutual Faith, I was working for another organization at the time, a, a mission organization. And Heidi and I, it was our first year of marriage, we were living in, uh, in Africa. And uh, at this time we were in South Africa for about uh, three, four months, living in a town called Peter Maritzburg, just north of Durban. And I got so frustrated in the environment of what I was doing, because I carried a concept called Mutual Faith. And I told Heidi, I said, Heidi, we got to go. I've got to launch mutual faith. And uh, so she agreed, and we came back to America. But the thing that saved me was finding people, Elizabeths, who knew I was carrying something. You know, you can tell when somebody's carrying something, you can see it in them. You can tell when somebody's carrying Christ in them, you can tell by their countenance, you can tell by their words. You can tell if they feel trotted down or depressed and discouraged and mad at the system and mad at the world and mad at the government and mad at this, you know. Or you can tell if they have a confidence in their king, that King Jesus reigns in them and they're carrying something. I also can tell when I'm working in the nations of the world with a lot of our national leaders, all the teams of mutual faith are run by national leaders. I don't run any of it. I have national leaders that God's raised up for me who run the thing. It's all indigenous work. It's indigenous ministry. But you can always tell when somebody's carrying something. Elizabeth knew that Mary had Christ in her. And she declared it over her. She decreed, we need people who can join their faith with us and be an Elizabeth in her life so think about miss mary she agrees to carry the revelation christ in you and uh she has to talk to her her fiance she's engaged she's espoused to joseph you know joseph was going to be her husband can you imagine how uncomfortable that conversation could have been like miss mary goes to joe and say uh, joe uh, i gotta tell you something uh, I don't know how to say it but uh, I'm with child what you're with child how can it be well uh, an angel came and an angel said a word and a word is to be Christ the Savior of the world and I said yeah and when I said yeah boom um, which, I, could you imagine? But actually, it didn't have to be that uncomfortable. I think in my natural mind, how uncomfortable it could have been. But actually, God in his love and mercy for the assignment, and for Mary, and for Joseph, sent an angel. Well, actually, he sent a dream to Joseph. And, and, and Joseph had a dream about Mary being with child. And had a visitation with the word of the Lord that what she's carrying is of the Lord. And Joe just said, cool. Let's do it. This brother had courage. He had courage to carry Christ in them. And, and they did it as a team. They did it with mutual faith. See, it's important that you have a friend in faith. This is why, this is why to me church is so important. This is why gathering. Is so important. This is why physical church with physical people are so important. Now, God bless all of you online. I love and appreciate all of you. And you're loved and blessed where you are. But there's something about having a friend in faith that's flesh and blood. That can see, that can shake your hand, that can pat you on the back, can tell you God is with you. You reign in life through Christ Jesus. You, you, you need the voice of an Elizabeth. And, and this is a beautiful thing. It makes your heart happy. It puts the spring back into your step. It's a beautiful thing. So Joseph became kind of an Elizabeth as well to Mary. They, they agreed to live this life carrying the promise, to carry the word. But yet there's still no real evidence. And in the process of time, you know, the government rose up against Jesus. Do you know that, don't you? Herod, <laughs> He made a decree to kill all male children under a, a year or two, whatever it was. Just to, And so Joseph, the Bible says, was warned in a dream. Be a refugee, flee. Go to Egypt. They did. And they lived in Egypt. And then later on in Egypt, another dream came to Joseph. Herod, the government, the government system that wanted to kill you has been killed. They died. Harry died. He's dead. You can now go back to your hometown. Set up your carpenter shop. Raise the son of God. And he took Mary and he went. I think there's such a courage to carry Christ in the midst of political uncertainties. You know, we all live in times where the political systems, not just of America. I mean, America's got its challenges. But everywhere I work, my goodness, it's upside down. Every place is upside down. It's challenging, but you and I were in the kingdom of God's dear son and we have to have the courage to be believers. We have to have the courage to live in the revelation. Christ is in me and I'm going to live announcing the news of his beautiful redemption for everyone everywhere. Everyone is a candidate to receive the beauty of God's love for them. So, like I said to me, this is uh, this is a, a portrait. Mary's a portrait. She's a picture. Carrying Christ It's a, It's a whole different way to think and live. This is the new covenant way. And, uh, you know, it takes, it takes courage to carry Christ. It takes courage. Here's what the Bible says. Colossians chapter 1, verse 27. To them God willed to make known what are the riches of the glory of this mystery among the Gentiles, which is Christ in you, the hope of glory. This is, this is the gospel message. When you believe, when you receive, you become a new creation. Christ is in you. It's astonishing. It's the mystery that's revealed. It's for everybody. Christ in you. Embrace, receive, enjoy, be new, be free. Have divine nature, divine life. That's what Peter, the apostle, talked about. He said, you're a partaker of this divine nature. Christ in you. It's a beautiful thing. Look at Galatians 3, verse 27. For as many of you as were baptized into Christ... You put on Christ. In other words, when you believe and receive you, you're immersed into Christ Jesus, you're immersed in him and, and you wear him. It's, it's evident you wear Christ. Christ is in me, Christ is revealed through me and I've got the courage to live the life. I've got the courage to be a believer in a doubting world. Huh? I got the courage to be a believer in the midst of unbelievers. Uh, Thanks, you know, but no thanks. Christ is in me. I think different. I act different. Christ is in me. Takes courage. Romans chapter 13, verse 14. But put on the Lord Jesus Christ. And make no provision for your flesh. To fulfill its lust. (laughs) <laughs> have, have any of you been like me and let the flesh fulfill its lust, so to speak? Missed the mark? Boy, I have. But you know, the more you have the courage to carry Christ and walking in the revelation of his redemptive work for your life, you have authority. The greater one can can rule. And you don't have to give in to fleshly attractions or fleshly endeavors you make no provision no provision for the flesh you make no provision for the flesh if you're living in the reality of Christ in you and you're wearing Christ so courage requires really an encounter Uh, Mary got the courage through the revelation sent from God by Gabriel gave her courage I mean just to just to share with Joseph had to take courage just to run off to her, Elizabeth, and before she could say something to Elizabeth, Elizabeth said something to her. She, Elizabeth, could see something she was carrying. It's beautiful. But we have to decide. Hey, I'm a believer. I'm living for Christ. That doesn't mean we go, you, know, uh, you know, disrupt the whole world system with whatever. But in our own little way, we we stand up for the revelation of Jesus. No, thank you. But no, thank you. To your way of thinking. Christ is in me. You guys go have a good time. Christ is in me. And it's, it's beautiful. It keeps you strong. It keeps you working out his purposes for your life. So Joseph and Mary came back home. They set up shop. Look at it says in, uh, in Galatians 4 verse 19. I love this verse. It says, my little children for whom I labor in birth again until Christ be formed in you. Paul talked about a labor he had for those he was discipling, that they would mature. They'd grow in Christ. Sometimes my wife Heidi and I, you know, we've got uh, grandkids and all, and we think about the world they're in and all the different things, and you know, we pray for them and pray God's. And then when they're with us, when we see them, we try to sow the word and do things to plant the beauty of Jesus. But this is, this is that Christ would be formed in them. That's our prayer. That they grow and understand Jesus is Lord. They understand the redemption. They understand the beauty of their salvation and they're grateful for it. That Christ be formed in you. You know, when Mary had the assignment in, in conceive, she didn't look any different, but as you walk out in faith, you grow. It's kind of like a, a lady, you know, carrying child. Yeah, I, I remember my wife Heidi when, when our first child was uh, born or when she, Heidi was pregnant. We were in West Africa together, in fact, and we were, I was there for like six weeks preaching in different countries. This is like 1980, uh, 85, beginning of 1985 or something. And it uh, so a long time ago, and uh, Heidi was sick in Liberia, West Africa, and I had to go to a couple other countries, and she wasn't well. She felt she needed to go back to America, so I flew her back to America. And I remember back then, you know, there's no cell phones, there's no Internet, there's no email, there's no nothing, you know. So I remember I was in a neighboring country of, of, of Ghana, and I'd stand in a long line to book a phone call on a Saturday night. So they have little, little, uh, it costs $9, I think $9 a minute. So yeah, I could book a three minute call. It's all the money. I had $27. I stood in this long line and then they put you in a little booth and then they dial it and then they hook up the phone and I hear, Heidi, how are you doing? And so there was something different about her voice, you know, she said she was okay, but I, I but you know, it's strange. And Then, you know, my line goes dead because I'm broke. I didn't have enough money to talk to her. Uh, So I I finally get back to America, and she picks me up at LAX and uh, the international terminal, I remember. We come out to the car, and I get in the car, and hanging from the rearview mirror was two little booties. She was pregnant. She was with child. Oh, the joy. Now, she didn't look pregnant. She just looked her thin, beautiful, wonderful self. But she was pregnant. But then as the months passed, she became great with child. One of my favorite pictures of Heidi is her, like, full term, just. The baby was formed in her. And she's out watering the little flowers. We had a little flower garden. And she's got the whole, She's watering these flowers. And the picture is beautiful. She's carrying something. She's with child. See, Paul prayed that Christ be formed in you. That there's an evidence of Jesus. That there's a visibleness of the love of God. That there's, that there's something so beautiful. It influences your way of thinking. Your way of living. Your way of doing. Christ in you. This is the beauty of understanding the love of God for you. And this is your assignment. Your assignment as a new covenant believer is to live in the mystery that is now revealed. It's Christ in you. And he's always greater. He's greater than the headache. He's greater than the heartache. He's greater than the government. He's he's greater than your company. He's greater than all the challenges the world throws at. He's greater. He's in you. Greater is he who's in you. Christ is in me. Christ in me. I'm going to live in confidence. I'm not going to fear the government. I'm not going to fear the system. I'm not going to fear the world. I'm not going to fear the minds of men that have gone nuts. I'm going to be anchored in the gospel. The love of God in Christ. And just embrace everybody along the way. No matter what their worldview is, what country they're from, what kind of government they're under. Listen, I've worked in all kinds of governments. None of them work well. But you and I are in a different government. We're in the one who has a government that has no end. Hallelujah. The Lamb of God. And I'm going to have the courage just to carry. I'm loaded with the revelation of Jesus. I'm loaded with the revelation. I am redeemed. I am loaded with the revelation that the blood speaks better things for me. Yeah, that's the way I'm going to live. In the midst of a mess, Christ is in me. And I'm going to have the courage to carry Christ in this culture. I'm going to have courage to carry Christ in me in our world. And I'm going to keep on preaching. Do you know uh, people have said to me uh, quite a bit recently? You know, because next year is the 40th year of Mutual Faith, and they say, "Aren't you? Aren't you? Aren't you getting too old for this?" I said, "Listen, this is my life. This is my joy. This is my everything. Announcing the news of God's love for people is a joy. It's a thrill. And so I." Uh, I don't ever see myself drawn back. As long as I'm sucking air, you're going to hear me preach. Praise the Lord. As long as I'm inhaling the beauty, every breath that God gives me, I'm going to live out my assignment because I'm carrying something. I'm carrying something. I'm going to help people because I remember the last words of the Apostle Paul to the church at Ephesus. They were going to see his face no more, but he said, just remember How our Lord Jesus said it's more blessed to give than to receive. It's the way I choose to live my life. As long as I'm in my earth suit, it's how I'm going to live it. Every day, all day. Now, it may not have as wide of a circulation of, you know, I may not be able to travel the way I'm always travel, uh, you know, in, in things. You know, when I'm 85, 90, 95, 102, whatever by the grace of God, whatever it is. But I'm going to announce the news to the neighbor. I'm going to announce the news to somebody that, listen, Christ is in you. This is the good news if you can believe it. He's reconciled you. Here, from the heart of heaven, you can carry Christ. Your sins can be forgiven forever and ever. God's got nothing on you put on jesus listen i tell you if you can get thrilled about the gospel it'll just make you want to stand up straight and say glory glory hallelujah and live a life of beautiful freedom but but there's a cost to carry the more you're showing the more you're ridiculed have you noticed that in our culture in our anti-christ culture that some espouse to The more you show, the more you're ostracized, shunned, banned, ridiculed. you got to make a decision in life who you got to follow, who you're going to live for, who you're going to serve. I just decided I'm serving the Lord. Hallelujah. I'm going to serve Jesus. I'm going to be thrilled with the gospel. I'm going to be thrilled with my redemption, and I'm going to announce it. And I'm going to bless people no matter what country they're from, what religion they're from, what orientation they have in their mindset. No matter how messed up their mind is, I'm going to announce the news to people. It's the beauty of the gospel. So the more you're showing, the more you're ridiculed. They'll they'll even persecute you. Have you noticed that? (laughs) Look at this. Now, these are verses that... You know, these are the kind of verses in the Bible you'd like to ignore now and then. But look at this. Jesus said this. Now, brother will deliver up brother to death. What a bummer. And a father his child. What a bummer. And children will rise up against parents. This is Matthew 10, verse 21 and 22. Children will rise up against parents. <laughs> Boy, is that is that ever true, huh? And cause them to be put to death. It's a bummer, and you're going to be hated by all for my namesake. Now, how many want to sign up for that? Yeah, yeah, I'll, I, I'll sign up for that. I just, I just love to be hated. You know, I'm the kind of guy that, in my my like motivational gift, I'm kind of mercy motivated. Like in Romans twelve it talks about seven motivational gifts. Mine's mercy. You know what a bummer. <laughs> because you're kind and tender to every I, I don't like, I don't I, I'm not good with rejection. I'm not good with hatred Christ against me. But oh my goodness, I've had my share through the years. Oh my, my, I could tell you stories all day. But there's no need to tell the stories. It, it, it serves no purpose. It, re, it really doesn't. Jesus said, you'll be hated by all for my name's sake. See, it takes courage to carry Christ in you publicly. Now, yeah, you can be a private Christian. Yeah, yeah, yeah. uh-huh. But to be public and to announce the news of redeeming love takes courage. And I think we're coming into a time where it takes greater courage. Greater courage in our country. Let alone the countries of the world where I minister, my goodness. Just this is last week in one of the Muslim countries, I'm working. I sent money, you know, to do one of our centers, and, uh, you know, they couldn't clear the money because the government has to inspect everything you're clearing, and it was, you know. So they wanted certain letters. So we put together certain letters, but then the letters weren't right because they were too Christian. So we had to reword, reword, and, and you know, we finally got the wording right, so the government gave us the money or whatever. But all over the world, there's these kind of restraints if you're a faith. Well, you gotta decide if you're gonna have the courage to carry Christ, or if you just wanna be quiet, you know. I just decided I'm going public, I'm gonna live my life and announce the news, Jesus is Lord. That God loves you. Completely, He favors you abundantly, and he's going to bless you eternally because of Jesus. I'm going to announce the news because somebody will believe it. Somebody will be transformed. Somebody will be born again. Somebody will come to the revelation, Christ is in me. The greater one's in me. I don't have to live depressed any longer. I don't have to be tormented every day of the week, discouraged and full of fear and overwhelmed and just addicted to this world system and the world's ways and the world's thinkings and the world's news. No, be exempted from it. Put your heart in the gospel. Fill your mind with the revelation of Jesus. Fill your mind with worship. <laughs> That's what I do all the time. Last night I went to bed like, I told Heidi, I said, man, I'm exhausted. We're hosting people today at our house in the San Fernando Valley. Uh, my son pastors a church and so we're hosting different groups of people for like the next three Sundays. I'm not there most of the time, but I'm driving back today to, to be there and, and uh, be nice. But you know, yesterday we were cleaning and uh, putting all this stuff together. I was exhausted. So well, Heidi, I'm exhausted. I got laid up. I said, I got to stay awake at least till nine. I can't fall asleep now. So I went up, I laid in bed and just listened to worship. Just saying the simplicity of the beautiful songs. God loves me. Christ is in me. I'm a gospel ambassador. Thrilled with the gospel. See, you got to decide what you're going to listen to, what you're going to feed on in life. It'll give you the courage to carry Christ and be empowered by his spirit. Listen to this. This is the words of Jesus' Jesus again. Tell me if you get excited. I mean, jump up and down and clap if you want. Look at this. John 15, verse 18 through 20. You will be hated for my name's sake. Isn't that just wonderful? If the world hates you, you know that it hated me before it hated you. That's That's your comfort zone. Think about that. Your comfort zone is not to change them, to fix them. If the world hates you, know that the world hated me. Okay. That's it? I got to put up with this? Sometimes to preach Christ, you put up with things that the world doesn't understand and they're against. Yet because you're not of the world, I chose you out of the world. Therefore, the world hates you. Jesus gives you the reason why the world system hates you. You said yes. To the heavenly assignment. You were like a Mary. You had the courage to carry Christ in you. And then you had the confidence to go along somebody. Like at your local church. Who could walk with you. And see you're carrying Christ in you. And you are carrying full term. Christ is for you. You set under good teaching. You've been discipled under Pastor Mike. One of the great teachers to me. And the whole body of Christ. You, you, you get it every week. You're a disciple. Now you're loaded, huh? Now you kind of stagger along here because you're carrying Christ, but you got a thrill about the gospel. And you remember the words of the Lord Jesus. It's more blessed to give than to receive. Verse 20, remember the word that I said to you, a servant's not greater than his master. If they persecuted me, they'll also persecute you. What a bummer. But you know what? I still have the courage to carry Christ. I, I, I Redemption to me is just absolutely the beauty and the thrill. Here's the fr- fruits or results of carrying Christ in you. Number one, it affects your attitude, your emotions. It'll put a song in your heart. Mary found that when she saw Elizabeth, and Elizabeth saw Mary carried something. See, but be discerning to the people around you. Slap them on the back, encourage them, lift them. Find out about their world, their life, their kids. Speak something in faith, speak a scripture over them. It's important, it'll change your emotions. It'll put a melody in your heart in the midst of a very depressing world. It affects the assurance of your salvation. You can't talk yourself out of your salvation based on your failure. Christ is in you. Christ is in you. You're redeemed. You have an eternal redemption. And Jesus did it all. You just just bought into it with faith. Just like Mary bought into it by hearing it and said, be it unto me. That's all you do is say amen to it and walk in the revelation of it. But it assures you, no, no one can pluck you out of his hand. No one, nothing. It assures you, you have an eternal redemption. It also affects how you live. If you know Christ is in you, you say, ah, to your friends, ah, thanks, but uh, no thanks. Uh, Christ is in me. You guys go have a good time. I'm out. See you again. See at work. But I'm not going to live that way. Hallelujah. You know, I tell you what. This to me is the beauty of the gospel. You know, the revelation of Jesus. The beauty of Jesus. The righteousness of Jesus. You know, he, he's your everything. He is your all in all. Like the lyric of the song. I just want you to be encouraged today no matter what is in your way no matter what you're going through that uh, the grace of God the love of God the strength of God is enough at all times and in all things and you're blessed to the Lord you're going to live out the assignments of your life fully and uh, you're going to find the fruitfulness that only the father can give did you all like the word today Give the Lord a shout hallelujah. (laughs) Praise the Lord, praise the Lord, praise the Lord. Christ in you. Courage just to carry. Have the revelation of Christ in you. Father, these are your beautiful kids. What a beautiful day. Thank you that we could gather for this hour and a half and enjoy you. Help us to take a minute or two and enjoy each other. Father, help us to be in Elizabeth today. Help us to encourage somebody that's carrying Christ. Lord, as I look around this auditorium, and Father, as I think about the beautiful people watching online today, there's different challenges, there's different pain. There's different heartache. Lord Jesus, I thank you that you flood everybody with the revelation of your righteousness in them. That you flood everybody's mindset with the revelation of your love for them. They can rest in you and receive from you. They can hear clearly. Father, if Mary could hear so clearly, if Joseph could hear so clearly, If they could get the right interpretations of what was said, so can we. Help us to carry Christ in us to our world. Help us know when to hold our peace. Help us to know when to say something. Help us not to be obnoxious, but help us to stand for Jesus. Help us to stand for the love of God in Christ. And Father, I thank you for what you're doing in us and through us this day. Father, I pray for those who have physical pain today. I pray for healing in their physical body. I pray for those who feel emotionally sick. They're disturbed. They don't know why they're disturbed. They're ticked off. They're just aggravated. They're agitated. Father, I pray for emotional peace in Jesus' name. That the word of revelation preached today will comfort their soul will comfort their heart. They'll look to Jesus. They'll sing a song. They'll have a melody in their heart that's to the Lord. And Father, I pray for people today who have never said yes to Jesus. They've never given their lives to Jesus. They've heard the gospel message, but they've never responded. Friend, if I'm speaking to you right now and you've never responded to the gospel by saying yes to it. I want to believe. I want to receive eternal life. I want to receive the gospel of Jesus. I want to receive Jesus as my Lord and Savior. If you'd like to do that today and be born again, just raise your hand real quick while our heads are bowed and our eyes are closed. Anybody at all through this sanctuary, through this auditorium? Thank you so much. Thank you so much. Thank you so much. Those of you online, You can let us know as well. Just uh, contact the ministry through the website or online. We'd love to get some material to help you grow in the Lord. Father, I thank you that the gospel is good today, as good as it's ever been, and as good as it ever will be. Thank you that we're reconciled eternally to you, Father. We give you praise. We give you glory. We give you honor. In Jesus' name and all God's people said, Amen. Give the Lord a shout of praise. Amen. God bless you all. Praise the Lord.
0: Thanks, Brother Keith. Thank you. Family, would you stand up with me? Stretch your hands out towards Brother Keith this morning. Father, we thank you for this man of God, that he's following the plans and purposes that you've put so deep in his heart, God. We thank you that your word says that your gifts and your callings in our lives are irrevocable so that no weapon that comes against him and his ministry shall prosper. We thank you that you continue to strengthen him, to lead him, to guide him, give them wisdom, give them peace, give them patience, that only you can do, God. Thank you for men of boldness who are willing to carry your word around the world. Continue to strengthen them and bless them, Lord. Let them know that he is loved, that this is his family. We give you all the praise and all the glory. In Jesus' name, amen. Family, Would you give Brother Keith one more round of applause this morning? (laughs) Brother Keith, thanks for being here. We appreciate you, sir. We love you. Have a great trip home. Family, we love you. Make sure to say hi to somebody on the way out. Let them know you're glad they were here this morning. We love you, and we will see you next week with Pastor Mike.